hey, hey, you, stop what you're doing, especially if you're sabotaging yourself. One of the most important projects you'll ever work on is getting out of your own freaking way. And guess what? I've got someone to help you with that. Rachel Wilson Thibodeau, my little big sister, award-winning speaker, digital marketing consultant, author, brand strategist, and not to mention she's an expert at wearing high heels because she's kind of height-challenged, if you know what I mean. But on the flip side, she sounds taller than she really is. Okay, I digress. Welcome to the project. Get out of your own way podcast with Rachel Wilson Tipido. Hey, hey, brilliant people. This is Rachel Wilson Thibodeau. I want to welcome you back to Project Get Out Your Own Way podcast. And for some of you, if it is your first time with us, Welcome to the podcast. So I am really excited about this interview as I, I'm, I'm typically excited about all <laughs> the interviews I do, but we are still in the Houston Swagtastic Women series. This is a series of interviews I did with 10 amazing women in the Houston area. These are leaders, many, many of whom are in the business arena, uh, but there are some in the nonprofit as well. And you're just going to get so much out of this interview and all of the interviews in this series. So if you've been tuning in, then you already know, you know that you are in for another treat with Tara Bowman. So stay tuned for that. Before we jump into this episode, just a couple of announcements. One, I want to make sure you guys are aware of my upcoming live stream I'll be doing on Sunday, September 8th. So if you are hearing this before September 8th, 2019, you absolutely can catch this. If you are an author, if you're an aspiring author, you want to check this out. I will be doing a live stream slash training on seven ways authors and aspiring authors get in the way of creating successful books. Mm-hmm. That will be Sunday, September 8th at 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And, and get this, it is free. This is a free event, but you have to be on my list. So one way you can get on my list is to get, is to get on the text list by texting swag dash my book one and that's the number one text the words swag dash as in hyphen my book m-y-b-o-o-k the number one two seven seven nine four eight text swag dash my book the number one to seven seven nine four eight to get access to that live stream. Now, if you're not in the US, shoot an email over to info at swagstrategy.com. Info at swagstrategy.com. And we can go from there in giving you access. But this is something you don't want to miss because if you're an author who already has a book out, you still may not know how to really market that book. You may not know the ways that you can leverage your book. So this is going to be good for you. And then if you have not yet written a book, but you're planning on writing a a book, maybe you're working on the book now, then you especially want to catch this because this is going to help you avoid some of the mistakes that many of us as authors make because either we just didn't know or maybe we're trying things out or, or whatever it may be, whatever the case is, this will help you kind of fast track your success by avoiding certain mistakes. So again, that is September 8th at 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock Eastern. And to get access, you want to either... Email info at swagstrategy.com or text swag dash my book one, the number one, 
1-800-242-77948. So just a few of the things you're going to learn about in this interview with Tara Bowman. And Tara Bowman is, is a business coach, a pretty well-known business coach, especially here in Houston and, and beyond. Some of the things we're going to touch on, you may have heard that saying, stepping over dollar bills to pick up coins or stepping over dollars to pick up coins or to pick up pennies. Yeah, she she's going to break that down a bit more and tell you how that related to her business. Now, notice I said related is in past tense, no longer the case, but there are still a number of business owners, thought leaders, service providers out there experiencing that where, well, I, I'm not going to get into it. You, <laughs> you, you'll you find out more during the interview. We'll also talk about why having the perfect website is not a guarantee of success. And some of you may be thinking, well, yeah, Rachel, I know that, but everybody does not. I can assure you there, there are people out there and whether they're in e-commerce, to accountants, to coaches, to uh, fitness trainers who believe it's all about their website. They, they just need the perfect website. They need a pretty website and everything else will fall into place. And it, it doesn't quite work like that. So we, we will talk about that as well. And we'll talk about what needs to be in alignment in order to charge higher prices. That is something else that I hear a lot about. Some of my clients have trouble with because they they know that they're undercharging. They want to charge more, but it, it's, it's kind of difficult sometimes to do that, to make that transition. So yeah, we're going to talk about that because there, there are certain things that need to be in place for you to charge those higher prices and what's what sometimes even premium prices, if you will. So get ready, get ready, get get you a drink, get you a snack, what whatever you like. If you're driving, then then get ready, still pay attention to the road, but <laughs> get ready for some awesomeness in this Houston Swagtastic women series. And of course, as always, I tell you guys, don't keep this all to yourselves. Share, share, and share some more. And if you have not already subscribed, I invite you to do so. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. I mean, just about everywhere you can hear podcasts. So Subscribe, and if you are getting value from this, by all means, write a review. Write, write a wonderful review. Now, if you're not quite, I mean, you know, if, if you don't think this is the bomb podcast, if if you don't think this is absolutely wonderful, then you you can keep that to yourself, or maybe you can just shoot me an email and and just you know offer me your own feedback. You you don't have to feel the need to write a bad review. <laughs> Ultimately, it is your decision. We we welcome feedback, but just saying, we especially like getting really glowing reviews. Just just put that out there. And reviews do matter. Reviews are important. So, by all means, yeah, go for it. All right, without any further ado, let's jump into episode five of Project Get Out Your Way podcast. And welcome. So today is going to be awesome. In the guest chair, we have Tara Bowman, and I'm going to to share a bit about Tara. But first, first and foremost, and I, I like to just jump in. So this is the most important question. Tara, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I like to just get this out of the way, you know, because this this is a pretty significant question. I like to kick these off with, you know, the most important question. All right. Okay. So here, here we go. Now, you may not have to choose between 
the two of these things, but let, let's just say that you, you do, that you have to make a choice. So are you choosing a really, really good massage or are you choosing really good sex? Ooh, wow. Great question. Probably I'm a Gemini, so I'm always going to pick the good sex. Like that's just, <laughs> I'll always take that. That's more relaxing than a massage any day. So yeah, no worries. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. Okay. Guys, I told you that it was, it was very important. All right. I have to get that, get that out of the way. So let me share just a bit about Tara and then we will hear more from her as we go on because she has has an amazing story. So Tara Bowman is the creator of the Business Map Method. She teaches women entrepreneurs how to create their signature offer and get this, sell it over and over again. She hails from Houston, Texas, and she has a huge passion for traveling and loves coming home to her family, which includes her husband, her three boys, and a spoiled dog and cat, which I, I know something about the, the dog. So yeah. welcome, Tara. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so of course you work with women. Uh, we, that, that's something we have in common. Sure. Uh, I'm sure you've seen <laughs> a lot in, in yes. working with women. Yes. And I, I'm sure this comes up with you in terms of, of your coaching and, and how you work with women. But how would you say women in particular tend to get in our own way? What, what does that look like? <laughs> right. Yeah. Great, great question. And oh, do they get in their way? So, and, and I was there too. I mean, I've been doing this almost 10 years now and, you know, and I was doing it to myself when I first started. So I think women understand their value when they're in the corporate world. And so for me, I worked, uh, I was a corporate consultant. I understood what I made and if a male counterpart, you know, got a promotion or a raise, but I was working more, I had no problem going into the boss and being like, Seriously, like uh, we need to adjust up like that was not an issue on the corporate side But the minute that we somehow get into our own business, we stop uh, We start questioning our value and mm. when I first started coaching it was I remember I, I didn't even know it was coaching like that industry Didn't exist for me because I was in the corporate world and I remember someone going like I said, no, I want to create this business and I, I want to serve women. I always loved serving the and mentoring the women consultants. So I, I, that's what I want to do. And they're like, oh, you want to be a business coach? And I'm like, mm, no, I, no, I don't know what that no. <laughs> Like business coach? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, well, no, I don't. I think you. I want to be a mentor for women. I called myself a million different things mm -hmm. until I finally mm -hmm. landed on, oh, so a business coach sees you bigger than you are and they help you get there. Yeah, okay, that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So... And when I first landed on that, I'll never forget that I had to then change my quote unquote identity from corporate Tara to business owner Tara. And I had a friend that lived across the street. Her name was Tamika. I'll never, and we're still friends today. And so she was like, she had a training. She trained women. Uh, she, it was called Tamika's Training Wheels. I'll never forget. And so she oh, was, cute. A, it was so cute. And she would help them get in shape because she was stunning and amazing and you know was a trainer so I was like all right so we just started talking about how she could grow her business and that kind of stuff and I mean from a value payment standpoint it was like no just let me practice on you nah, you know I, I don't mm. need I don't need money and then I graduated to oh you want me to business coach you okay no problem how about we just meet at Starbucks you buy me coffee and we're good so <laughs> you know it was like what the heck it took me forever to step into my value of charging first, right? It was so much easier to like barter or this and that. And then I realized I actually had expenses <laughs> and um, who was funding this, right? So yeah. then I was like, okay. And, you know, so then once I got really clear on the true business uh, coaching model at that time, I, I wanted to be a one-on-one -on -one business coach and I hired my first coach and it was $25,000. It was a ridiculous, it was crazy money back then. I was like, okay, got to do it. Right. And you know, I learned how to 
work with, I think I had 30 clients a month at a low price point. So it was a, wow. a low. Okay. I, I don't want yeah. anyone to miss that. Yep. You did yep. say 30 as in three, 30 zero. clients a month at $375. I'll never forget wow. that. Yeah. And so I very quickly was able to that year that I got my button in gear to grow to a six figure business, but I burnt myself out so bad. It yeah, was, I can see you that. Know this. yeah, it was on the phone five days a week, same problems, same conversations, different women. And I also, because my heart went for women who were more in a startup mode, I found mm. that I, oh boy. right. Like maybe I had to, I, I remember hiring my first my second assistant at like $40 an hour and I was paying her $40 an hour to go collect payment. And it was just like, what? So yeah. So I finally kind of scratched that and I said, I had needed to go back to the drawing board and get really clear on attracting uh, the right client profile who I wanted to work with at a higher price Mm -hmm. point, working less, but giving more value. So then that's when I kind of stepped back from the one-on-one thing, took a breather, um, and created what I call my first business map, which is I needed a plan in place to figure out how I was going to do this. And that's what I did. And hence my new offerings were born and I can step into my value more. And it may have been like the first time you sell something, it's probably, you know, I'm a big believer in like tearing up pricing strategy until mm-hmm. so then you mm-hmm. can build your confidence and stuff like that. So, um, so that's what I did. I ended up starting at one level and then just continued to go up based on the success stories that I would get and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so we okay. undervalue ourselves, but then you have coaches who tell women who maybe aren't there yet that they should charge $25,000 to work with them. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a sweet spot and mm-hmm. that still allows you to make profit and then step into your confidence to raise your price more where men, you know, they just kind of, Oh, this is the market rate. This is what I charge. Cool. All right. 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 Now I I want to ask you something because the, and, and you dropped a lot (laughs) there. Yes. yes. I no, no, that's fine. (laughs) I, I'm thinking about the investment you made and and obviously you made an investment of time. And I'm talking about when you were starting out and you realized that you needed help, Yeah. but you made, that was a significant financial investment uh, of $25,000. Now, some ladies would hear that. And I mean, even now, and I mean, that would freak them out. And and, I mean, even even if they could do it, even if that was not, a problem. What was it that, that kind of pushed you to do that? Because I'm sure you were afraid and you may have been freaking out some too, but what really drove you to, you know, make that kind of decision? Yeah. So I knew I couldn't do it alone. I knew what my strengths were in the corporate corporate environment. I was a great leader, but I also had a team around me and I knew, you know, for me going at it solo that I needed somebody like from a, you know, a strategy standpoint. So that Mm. was important to me. I didn't see paying a coach that amount of money as an investment in me, like that I was paying that out of my family pocket. I saw it as an investment into uh, my business, right? So it was, it was my first real investment from a businesswoman standpoint. And I think a lot of the times, as you probably see this too, since, you know, we do something very similar, women were very tied emotionally to the money of yes. releasing that and investing in ourselves. Mm-hmm. They, we see it as like, Ooh, I could either get a new car. I could pay my, my mortgage or I could mm-hmm. pay for groceries for the family or I could go hire this coach when, in, when instead it's like, we need to look at it a little differently, which is the same way you would have seed money into, you know, uh, any business, whether it was bricks or mortars or services, it's, right it's an investment in your business, which is different. And it's like that business debt side of things. It's not, we're not taking from family and whatnot. So I think that's how I saw it. And, you know, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't have the best coaching experience. So Mm -hmm. it it was expensive. Unfortunately, uh, the coach I had was going through some personal things and I I felt like I never wanted to bugger. Like it was not a great experience. Yeah. So what I learned from that is how not to be when my clients decide to pay me 
pay me and they don't pay me what I paid her back then yet. But, you know, it was like, I knew I wanted to over deliver and kind of change that stigma Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. coaches. Cause you, as a coach, and I'm sure you have too, I've heard so many horror stories that breaks my heart. Sure. And, you know, my job, I had to get really clear and do a ton of mindset work in the last few years around being able to be okay with this is what I charge. I can give you all the tools, strategies and be there. And I will always deliver everything that I said I'm going to, whether you choose to step into that and actually make something happen. That's on Mm -hmm. you. Like I can't, I can't want in your business more than you want for yourself. And I found when I was at the 30 clients at 375 a month, that's what I found myself doing. Mm-hmm. It was so stressful. It was like waking I up at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, three in the morning. Oh, I hope she closes that deal. Ah, she probably won't be able to pay me. You know, mm-hmm. and it was like versus, you know, now, like honestly, most of my clients pay in full for the year. And mm-hmm. it's just money's off the table. Let's get to work. And so I'm curious when you yeah. had those 30 clients, I mean, yeah. did you have all three of your kids then? <laughs> I did. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, my twins, oh my goodness. my twins, we had an au pair from Germany and I had, um, yeah. So it was 30 clients times two calls a month. So, I mean, it was 60 calls a month. And oh. back then I was nice and did hour long. Now I just do 30 minutes, but yeah. So it was just very much solving business problems all day long, which I still do. But it's just for less people and there's higher value. And Rachel, honestly, something else I found too is when people invested at a higher level, they valued the coaching side more. Mm -hmm. They valued what they did. And by paying a higher price to work with somebody, they were able to say, oh, you know what? I was going to be a life coach and charge 500 a month. But if I'm paying you, Tara, $1,000 a month, then I'm okay with charging $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you will mm-hmm. always, you will only ever make from a, a, a customer what you're willing or what you have invested in yourself. Mm-hmm. So I found that to be really true, especially for women. So more so, in the game. Oh boy. So I, I really hope you guys did not miss that. And, and two other things I, I just want to highlight there that Tara said, I, I think it's so important that you said despite the experience you had with this coach, that it was not ideal, right? but you learned some valuable lessons mm-hmm. and maybe the most important one being for you, uh, the way you should not be, the right. way you did not want to be with your own clients. And, and I think sometimes we miss that when we are really assessing making a major investment, and especially if we have been burnt before, it's just like, oh, I, I just, I can't go through that again. And what right. if, what if, what if? And the thing is, and by the way, that is an example of getting in your own way, because even if your experience is not ideal, there's always lessons. There's always oh, something to be gained. Yes. Um, I, and I think also that the thing that you mentioned that I really think is, is big Um, is the need for strategy. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, you had been in corporate. I'm sure you were very good at what you did, but you recognized, even with your passion, even with your desire, and and I'm one of those people, I I think passion is overrated. I think we talk about passion a lot. That that is thrown around a lot. It's almost like a soundbite. But at the end of the day, it's like, You've got to have some strategy. You you have to know how do these things work together? How yeah. can I get from not just point A to point B, but I, what if I need to get to point D? If I need to get to point F, right? I mean, there there has to be some strategy there. So I, I think that's really mm-hmm. big as well. Yeah, and that was something that was huge. And now when I do business maps for I do them for the people in my private coaching program or in my, it's called the Concord. When I'm doing, when I, people enroll in the Concord, I give them a done for you business map, which is about 50 to 60 pages of that strategy from what's their core values, foundation, their branding, all the way to sales strategy, what they sell, pricing, dream team, roles and response. I mean, everything is in this thing. And I, when I go to do it, I sit down and while I make sure I know from them, what is the end game for your business? It's what's the end game? Do you want to sell this bad boy? Do you want to legacy it down to your children? 
Do you want to like, what do you want? Yeah. And sometimes they'll go, well, I just want a, a lifestyle business. I don't, and it's like, okay, that's cool. But we have to start with an exit strategy and then I'll build the model from there. We don't have to right away. You don't have to do everything. I really just right. want you to focus on one or two things right. to build that way. But let's think with the end in mind and reverse engineer it. And I didn't do that with my first coaching thing. It was like uh, one-on-one. Okay. I hit that milestone. Yay. And then what? I was like, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Group coaching. Like I remember it was like, and I remember talking to somebody and I was like, okay, so I guess I need to move to group coaching because I'm just burned out and this and this and that. And they're like, yeah. I said, well, how do I do that? And they're like, uh, the same way you've enrolled people one-on-one, <laughs> you're just enrolling them in a group. And I'm like, brilliant. So yeah. So sometimes, you know, even for me, like I like to say, I, you know, I can see the forest through the trees for everybody else. And, um, but right. for ourselves is why every coach needs a coach even because we want someone else to see us bigger than we see ourselves. And we kind of get stuck just in our everyday, you know, uh, status quo and whatnot. Mm. So, and, but but I agree with you on the passion side, like in the whole purpose. And I mean, I know I'm very confident with what, you know, God, the assignment God's given me. Mm-hmm. And I hear mm-hmm. that a lot from other women as well, but they, I feel like if they have that, but they're not willing to work for it. So I'm just like, yeah. if you, if it's that important to you, you will, no matter what you will work and do whatever it takes and you won't have all these excuses. And if you find your mindset getting in the way, go work with somebody to get to clear that. Right. Cause no right. matter where you are right. in your business, startup growth or leverage, it's just a new set of opportunities. I won't say problems, but you have a new set of things you need to get through for every level in your business. And if you're not willing to push through that and fight through it and, you know, better yourself and learn from, (laughs) from your ridiculously bad investments to your best investments that you've made Mm -hmm. in your business, then, Mm -hmm. you know, do you really want it? You know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. So I, I hear, I hear you talking action (laughs) and taking action being important. So I, I'm sure you help your clients with that. What, what drives you to take not just action, but aligned action? Because we, we both know there's plenty we can do, especially as, as entrepreneurs, as influencers, as thought leaders. I mean, anyone looking to do anything amazing, there's, a number of things that go along with that, but what, what really drives you to take aligned action that's really going to move the needle in what you're trying to do? Sure. Yeah. So for me, I was the Jill of all trades, master of none when I first started. So like a lot of us, right? It's like, oh, I spent all my money on a business coach. I need a website. Okay. I have a computer science degree, which is scary and a business degree because I'm like, I can do that myself. So there I go. And I went and built my website Uh and doing all these things, which I found out, you know, a phrase I always use is I was stepping over dollar bills to pick up these pennies. Right. It was so silly. And yeah, it's It's a juicy one. It's a juicy one. And I had, I feel like now I had to go through that on purpose to understand Mm -hmm. how women are thinking really in their business now. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what I did was once I got really clear, I, I really tried to think of what are the things that only I can do. Right. I have a website guy, a person in Sweden who manages my online marketing, my website, my uh, Facebook ads and all that kind of stuff. I could do it. I'm capable. We're all smart. We can figure it out. But mm-hmm. why? Right. Why do that? It's a black hole. When I could be relaxing at home, I could be serving my clients or doing some marketing or some visibility type of stuff that mm-hmm. I need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like the things I actually enjoy doing. <laughs> some of the things. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, so I, I outsource a lot and I delegate and then I always get the women. They're like, that's great for you, Tara. I can't afford that right now. And I'm like, yeah, you can. So whether I'm not a huge trade out person, I was kind of at first, but what I found out when you barter is somebody always loses. And that person who lost was always me. (laughs) So it was like, all right, I got to stop this because I don't know how to, I only know how to over deliver. Honestly, it's, it's how I'm wired. And I would just kind of be like, oh, well, that was 
a lot of my time, but I didn't get much in return. So yeah. now I just say, hey, like you can use a resource like Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com to get mm -hmm. some things off your plate. You can, you know, find somebody on Upwork that will charge $12 an hour to do something for you. Yep. You can get an intern yep. to work for just experience. You can find help in your business and, and just keep very focused on what you can do. And, you know, to answer your question about how do I stay aligned for me, I sell two things. And once I got that crystal clarity because on what I sell, everything needs to be in alignment with that. So whether it's your social media post or content, I've got five categories, about five categories that I'll, that I post on and that's it. Right. I, I sell the two things. And with that, I've got two lead magnets that lead to those two things. And when I even probably five years ago, I had probably 24 to 50 funnels on my back end. I was selling um, like 25 things. Only and 20 to 50. It, it was insane. So I was causing all this ridiculous chaos and then wondering why all these other business coaches who were like, start up with me when I was back in the day are killing it now because uh, they mm -hmm. sell like one or three things. So <laughs> once I simplified, it was game on. And that was the game changer for me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that does, that does tend to make a difference. Oh my goodness. When you're talking about the whole website, it, mm -hmm. it, at least you, I mean, you sounds like you had more qualification to be mess, even messing with your website than I did because I, I tell, I've told this story a number of times. I talk about it in my book. I spent two to three months trying to build a website it, very early on in my, my entrepreneurial journey. I mean, this is right after I left my job because I thought that's what needed to be done and that that was the most important thing. I need a website. And I drank the, the WordPress Kool-Aid. I, I thought I could do it myself. It, it was like, this can't be that tough. You know, like you, I'm thinking, I, I'm educated. I have a college degree, not in computer science, but hey, that doesn't, I mean, why should that matter? I, this is something <laughs> I can do. And at the end of that two and a half months or so, I had two and a half web pages. Now, I like to emphasize the half because, you know, that half page was important. It matters, yeah. Um, yeah. N no, that, that was not a <laughs> good use of my time. And, I mean, it took, though, getting so incredibly frustrated and realizing, wait a minute, I'm not really making any money. I I'm spending all this time working right. on a website. So, I think that is a really important lesson as well. Just because we can do something doesn't mean you should be doing it. Doesn't mean that it's, it's the best use of your time. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And if I had a nickel because of Wix, because of, you know, all these easy to create websites and, and whatnot. Now they didn't have that back when we were doing it. Right. But it, it's like, it gives people a crutch to do it themselves. But the reality is, is when they're building out the website, they haven't stepped back to put together a strategy on what the heck they're selling anyway and how yes. to have a good sales page that yes. converts. And you, you know, you have a website for two reasons I've seen. People have them for business cards and social proof and validation, or you have your website be your number one salesperson that's making you money. Right. And if you don't understand that digital marketing strategy behind it, then you can't be mad that you launch your website and you're like, oh, it's so pretty. I'm done. Right. And then people are like, oh, that's nice. And they don't, you don't make money on it. So you kind of have to, to me, what I say now is when clients come to me and they're like, oh, I'm embarrassed to my website or uh, I don't have one. I'm like, that's okay. I know plenty of millionaires who do not have a website. Like you don't have to do that. You can actually right. go and meet people and get cheek to cheek and actually sell your stuff without having a website, honestly. So right. Right. I just get confused with that. Absolutely. So one of my, my favorite books is The War of Art. It, it's a book by Stephen Pressfield. Yeah, I read it. A lot of it is about resistance. And I didn't really know, I mean, you know, certain things come to mind when we think about resistance or when, when we hear the word resistance, but I, I think about it differently now, having read that book. How would you say resistance shows up 
with you and perhaps even with, with some of your clients, because he talks a lot about um, resistance in the form of procrastination, in the form of self-doubt. I mean, he, he kind of goes through all these different examples and versions, and it's all of resistance. Yeah, absolutely. So how I see it often with women entrepreneurs is, and because I was doing it too, so everything, I'm not like just, I live this as well. I was in the trenches, so I get it. And this is what I would do back then, and this is what I see my clients doing now, is they would rather busy themselves with marketing and make all their time about marketing than being comfortable taking the leads that they get from marketing and moving them into their sales funnel to actually sell something. Tara, I love the air quotes. Some of you, some of you may not be able to see, you may not be seeing the video, but yeah, Tara's using air quotes, which I I get completely for marketing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so they will busy themselves because it's comfortable, right? Maybe they, Maybe they don't even like to do Facebook lives, but somebody's telling them to do it. So they're doing it, but they're never giving a call to action. So I, from the woman who for five (laughs) years I led, I, you know, I served women and never asked for a dime or anything. It was like, once I did, they're like, finally, like we've been wanting to work with you. No Mm. one knew how that to work with me. (laughs) Because I never gave a call to action or I think we got to get comfortable as women talking about money, just like the guys do, they will talk about money Mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. I think we need to get more comfortable with when you get a referral to give some commission to the the person who gave you the referral, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. that's easy. You know, you wouldn't have to pay for that lead hard, you know? Um, I think we need to get more comfortable with, you know, tracking our money. And I see resistance when I say, how much do you want to make this year? And they're like, Mm -hmm. I've never thought of that what? Like, you know, so, so the money side, I see resistance on, I see people busying themselves with unimportant things in order to not have to have sales conversations because mindset wise, they think of sales as the sleazy car salesman or whatever. Um, but then on the flip side, you see some women are totally fine with sales and they want to sell before they've nurtured and you know, like, I don't know you like yeah. that. Why are you trying to sell me a $10,000 thing? Right. So there's this fine line of um, kind of this middle that, mm-hmm. you know, that I feel like I more often attract the women who are scared to ask for the sale. And, you know, because they've been probably sold to in a way that didn't make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So they're just stuck. And so for me, I'm like, all right, well, let's sell in a style that makes you comfortable. And then we'll go from there. So our minds, we as women can like overanalyze everything and then we just get stuck yeah. in our mind and no, nothing happens or we're not taking the right actions. And that's mm-hmm. what continues to um, make us sabotage ourselves. Cause literally that's what we're doing. We are self-sabotaging when right. we're not really clear on how we get in front of our perfect customer. Right. And, and not only we, we don't have to just get in front of him or her, but we have to give them an offer and then manage the pipeline to actually get the money and then go and serve them. Yes. That's it. That's the big trick. (laughs) And you know, that is, that is really big. And I don't think uh, a lot of us realize that a lot of us is in ladies in particular, (laughs) overthinking and overanalyze, analyzing, and maybe that's redundant (laughs) is, that's a big form of resistance. And we tell ourselves we, we're just being careful. We, we're planning. We are marketing. Now I'm doing air quotes. Um, when really it's just a delaying tactic, it, it's allowing us to, you know, hold off, hold back, and not do the things that we really don't want to do or we're really not comfortable doing. I mean, that's resistance. A hundred percent. Yeah. And especially in the creatives. And I know the, the book that you're referencing speaks a lot of like creatives and artists, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they're not used to getting paid for what they do. So then there's even a whole extra level of mindset. But yeah, bottom line, we've just got to, we have to help each other and be able to recognize when we see these patterns with other women and go, I've been there. Here's how about baby step, just little baby mm-hmm. step. How do we move out of that? 
and then a little bit of baby step from there. Okay, great. You had a conversation about what you sell. Great. You asked them if they wanted to be a customer. Great. You gave them a proposal. Awesome. You told, you know, like we, and yeah. then once they do it once, then it's a lot easier. And then, you know, for me, I, I've had, I've done plenty of mindset work to kind of get out of my own way with some things. I continue to have to do that. That's a part of we have to invest in our business because mm -hmm. bottom line, if you want to know all the personal issues that you have inside of you, go open a business because they will all come out. <laughs> they will all come out. Right, right. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Good stuff, good stuff. So we, we've kind of touched on this in what we've been talking about. I, I think women really have a thing and by thing i mean a problem with perfection <laughs> uh, as i like to say we're, we're constantly chasing perfection and not yeah. chasing possibilities so how do you feel about perfection and and specifically i i i like <laughs> i have to say I, I like this question myself are you really comfortable would you say with imperfection or do you just kind of tolerate it Great question. I am, I, for years, I struggled with the perfectionist um, stigma. And I still, I'm a, I think once you're a perfectionist, you're always working on trying to be a recovering perfectionist the same way, you know, like if you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic, but you have steps that you do mm -hmm. when you recognize mm -hmm. the patterns. Same thing with perfectionism. I mean, I, I was, and I can't say that I'd never do it anymore, but my team sends me something, I pay them because they're great at what they do. They'll send me something and I redo it. So it's like, I got, I notice when I do stuff like that, I'm like, okay, Tara, sometimes good enough is good, right? Mm -hmm. It's sometimes it's better done mm -hmm. and launched than it is worrying about it being perfect. And, right. and over time, I've just gotten to be much more comfortable with, and I think this comes with your confidence as you're making more money in your business and, and whatnot. Like, you just become more comfortable with who you are, you know, from an authentic standpoint and be okay mm. with sharing some of that. And when I just let myself get a little vulnerable of like, and not be, being vulnerable because vulnerable is the cool thing to do right now. Like I'm going right. to be vulnerable post. No, like just being real and, you know, not having that mask on that, that helps you push through perfectionism. And it also gives other women who are suffering from it as well, uh, you know, a model to say, you don't have to be perfect, right? And yeah, so I really struggled with that. And I still do. And I have to just say, you know what, like, I'm going to do the best that I can. And if mm -hmm. I make a mistake, I'll own it. I am always I'm harder on myself than I am in, on any client that I have. And you know, and, and I sometimes just have to own that <laughs> and yeah. it just, and just push forward. So yeah, it's a big, it's a big issue because of all of a sudden, like we're now vis visible as being a, a yeah. businesswoman now and in our yeah. minds, like depending on how you were raised, that has a stigma. And I mm -hmm. always was like, oh, rich people, boy, they're greedy or, you know, the whole money doesn't grow mm -hmm. in trees or oh, yeah, Tara, do you want me? I'm not the first national. You want those guest jeans? I'm not the first national bank, you know? And so all that stuff was coded into us. But what I've realized in the more I've been in business as an entrepreneur, I see when you give good people and they make good money, they do great things for the world. And once I saw mm -hmm. that other side, I'm like, that's cool. And so I can kind of push past some of this perfectionism perfectionism paralysis yeah and, and just yeah. put myself out there right and the what more they, you do it people they bond with you more too so yeah yeah that kind of speaks to my next question as well and you you kind of touched on this earlier in talking about money and how we look at money and and sometimes our limiting beliefs surrounding money and so apparently you were able to go and, and to make a shift and obviously it, it started up here uh, and I'm pointing to my, <laughs> my head because so much of this guys is about mindset. It's about how we think. So you were able to shift from having these 30 clients every month, charging them, you know, three or $400 per client. I mean, which, which is, is pretty good money. And for right. some, I mean, some would be like, well, you know, that, that is six figures, right. but it's more about 
what that was costing you, not necessarily in dollars and cents, but the burnout, the overwhelm, not to mention you knowing um, your value and what, what you really were delivering and what that was worth. So how did you really make that shift? And then how do you continue to look at money, look at worth, look at value, and really be able to kind of put the two together and be okay with saying, this is how much I charge, this is how much, and not how much you as a person is, because I I think sometimes that kind of gets lost in translation, this, this whole thing about charging your worth. But what we do, what we do as service providers, as business owners, I mean, there, there is a price tag essentially to that. So how, how, does that, how does that work for you? Sure. So to kind of funny enough tie into the perfectionism side of things, mm-hmm. what I found out when I was doing my 375 a month uh, clients, I, wanted, I love working with high achieving women. High achievers are going to do it. I honestly, I just had like a brand strategy session with, I paid more per hour than I used to, I swear, make per month back in the day. But like with a, a lady who's like, I've looked at everything, I da, 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 you are results driven. And that's what drives me to do what I do. Like, I don't care. I don't want your money if you're not going to do the work, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'd rather wait for people when they're ready to do the work versus mm-hmm. me feel any guilt around taking anyone's money uh, right. if they're not going to do anything. Cause that makes no sense. Like, I don't know why you'd hire a coach and then not, <laughs> not implement, but that's yeah. just me. So yeah. I knew I wanted to elevate the woman level that I was working with because, you know, remember when, sometimes when you charge too low, you're going to attract people who can afford that. And you know, it, it is what it is. So what mm-hmm. I found out was happening with me because of my perfectionism and everything was perfect. Uh, they, people would assume because my branding was awesome and this and that whenever they would do a consult with me and I would send them my pricing, they would almost, they, I would repel them like the people I really wanted to work with because I charged too little. They totally mm. thought I was a premium priced coach at the 2000 a month level. And when I gave them the 375, they're like, Ooh, she's that good. She's not that good. So like <laughs> I was hurting myself with the pricing. And mm-hmm. once I finally stepped into that and I've personally sold coaching programs from anywhere from 25, 50,000, a couple hundred thousand dollar programs, not for me, I will work my butt off for someone else. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, I did that. So I knew kind of how to sell and and how all that works. But because I've sold at that level, I know that my premium program, which still isn't what, you know, where I want it to be as far Mm -hmm. as pricing goes, but I also know, Hey, I'm going to get 20 or 30 wins. And then I can, you know, you can double, it's easier to go up in price than it is down in price. Mm -hmm. And so for some people, you know, what I charge for the Concord, I mean, that's so out of budget and that's fine, but some you know, it's like, it's that no brainer price point for, you know, for my target client, her name's Jillian. But, um, so I feel like, you know, I'm constantly having to step into that. I'm having to coach women on stepping into their, their value and worth. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, like your branding needs to be alignment with what you charge. Mine was the opposite. Absolutely. Say that again. Yes. Your branding needs to be in alignment with what you charge. Mine was opposite. I had an awesome, I had the $25,000 brand, but I was charging peanuts. So mm-hmm. it didn't match. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more in alignment with, you know, with things. I still, I know I'm like a pretty good deal. But that's okay. Like I, until I get to a point where I'm working with 20 women at the level now, I, my max capacity is really going to be 30. And until I get to that point where I've got like a waiting list a mile long to, mm be in my program, like I'm, I'm okay. Cause I don't, I know money's important. I know women need to invest in themselves in order to get a result. Right. But it's not why I get out of bed every day. And when you finally let go of that to get, not to get too woo woo, but like, um, when you finally kind of let go of that and just step into things and you maybe fail, might fail at it. Like I've, mm-hmm. you know, I produced a hundred and this is, I have an event at the end of March and it's going to be my 137th live paid event that I've done in 10 years, 137. Wow. Uh, and I've had ones where there's been eight people in the room and I've had ones where there's, you know, 200. So mm-hmm. it's like, 
you get better every time. And I'm never tied to an outcome of any launch or any marketing that I'm doing or any event. I'm, I'm tied to people getting a solution. Mm -hmm. And when you're in that result, right. And when I kind of let go of that, then, and the whole, like, here's, if you have an event, here's how you have to sell, you got to do this, then you got to make them cry. Then you got to give them the offer. And that, you know, there's these systems in place that I was like, "Ah, okay, you know, but then when I finally let go of that, and this is like, as a let goer, like, remember, I'm a rule follower. I'm a perfectionist. I like checklists. When I finally Mm -hmm. let go of that and just showed up and served with my heart and not, I wasn't ever tied to people saying yes or no to work with me. That was, that was what shifted everything for me. Wow. Yeah. Oh boy. So I could, we, we could go on for forever. We, I I could talk to you longer. (laughs) I, I know we, we cannot though. So this has been awesome. 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 Tara, share with us how folks can stay connected with you, where they can sure. find you, what, what do you have going on that you're excited about? <laughs> a lot. Like I said, I only sell two things, but yeah. Um, at the Check out my website. It's just my name, Tara Bowman, B-O-H-L-M-A-N-N. So there's two N's. I married a German guy who has <laughs> changed the way I have to spell my name for. Oh gosh, I know all about that. <laughs> So I've got, the, I asked him and my maiden name was Boo. So Tara Boo. And then I asked him, I said, I hated that name really growing up. Like it was like, Tara Boo, did I scare you? <laughs> like it was like, name it. I what, I'm in every rap song, you know, like. Oh my goodness. Boo, boo, boo. And then I was like, man, it's kind of marketing gold now. So I asked my husband, can I change my name back to Boo? And he's like, absolutely not. So I was like, all right. Okay. But so TaraBullman.com, I've got a blog with tons of free resources and all kinds of great stuff. Um, the one thing, if you are struggling on the sales side, I created a quiz that's called, um, what's your, you know, what's your sales personality quiz. So it's really cool. You can go to TaraBullman.com slash quiz. And it's a, it's a sales personality quiz where you can answer just a handful of questions and it'll tell you, and I actually will email you a customized report based on your personality type and, and kind of how, how you sell and how you can sell better and what that means based on your archetype, your sales archetype. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's really cool. Uh, if you know, anyone's struggling with selling and, you know, if you're taught to sell the way your mentor sells and that's just, it's out of alignment with you, then you got to change that. You got to sell in a way that you're not going to sabotage yourself. So the quiz is is definitely there if you want to take that and find out. Cool. Okay. Well, wonderful. This again, has been great. I'm so glad you could, you could join us. So Guys, keep in touch with Tara. Check out her website, tarabowman.com. Tara Bowman with two N's.com. All right. So until next time, this has been Rachel Wilson Thibodeau with Tara Bowman. Take care and take action. <laughs>